Welcome to the ministry of Reverend David Edigenfi. Reverend David is the founder and president of Kingdom Mystery Center Worldwide. He is an end-time apostle mandated to raise mature sons of God who will explicitly manifest their identity in Christ. Reverend David has a dynamic music ministry and is the author of Dangers of Wrong Marriage. His strong passion for soul winning has spread Jesus for all missions and evangelistic crusade ministry. Now listen to Reverend David Edgerby. We love you, Lord. Ladio Kebeliande Shahai. Kora Bradia Koshpidianda Sahata de Nemeshete. Likanda Bado Shete Bede Bede Bede. Zinda da 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 ba shete bede bede ba shete bere ados kina la masone mene mene shete ne 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 ati ora ma 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 ba shete ba di ados shete le ba branda yadi kina li masoto lo mo sa ne 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 ya mano shene me se ne 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 love 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 we exalt your name. We love you, Lord. precious name we have worshipped amen. amen celebrate the Lord Jesus let's take our seats Somebody, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Lord, do you know Jesus? I don't just want you to ask the person, but you see, as he's asking, think about it. Do I really know Jesus? Do I know who he is? Do I know his person? Do I know him? Do I know him? from Revelation chapter 1. Holy Spirit, we receive grace, we receive ability to 
have utterance. We receive insights. We pray for grace to be able to interpret scriptures by scriptures and let the name of the Lord Jesus alone be revealed in our midst here. By the end of the day, Lord, let Jesus be known. And may we have personal encounters with him. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so Revelation, I quoted a scripture. I spent it on the screen, please. Chapter 1, the verse number, let's start from verse number 9, so that we'll make a lot of meaning. I, John, was also, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Where have you been for the sake of God? John was on Patmos for the word of God, for just the word of God because he preached the word, because he loved the word. He was abandoned at Patmos. Some of you are waiting to be transferred or to be given a visa before you think about preaching the word of God. You are waiting for certain special treats before we see the manifestation of the love of God. If there is any time so crucial that the word must be intense and must be seasoned so much with the word, we are in that season. Look at somebody and say, we are in the Laodicean season. Hallelujah. Amen. And then it said, I was in the spirit on the last day. And you see, it amazes me. Let me just do a little bit of capturing here. It amazes me how John could be in the spirit in tribulation on a deserted place. The guy, you see that opening? I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation. Now, when we use the word tribulation, it's not about worrying. It's not like, it's not like broken hearts. Some of you don't come to church because your heart is broken. Because of broken heart, you are not able to come to church. Because of offense, you are not able to come to church. We are talking about somebody who carries his Bible, okay? And they, we can use a hip, okay? To whip him or stone him to death. Why are you carrying Bible? Why are you carrying Bible? I was talking with my friend and brother, Dr. George, and he was telling me about his experience in China. When he was invited to preach in China, and he found himself in the northern part of China, preached powerfully, revival broke out. And he was moved to the southern part. Also, we are welcome. He was moved to the southern part of China to preach. And the rules and regulation is that as you are in the conference, don't mention the name Jesus, don't say amen, don't say praise the Lord, don't carry Bible, don't do anything for them to see that we are in a church service. We have told them that we are having a business conference. So you must preach the word with quotes. Gosh. <laughs> and as like we are meeting like this, the preaching will be going on, and before you realize, policemen, soldiers will enter the hall. And <laughs> the judge was telling me that he was talking about the, the, the bride of Christ. And when the policemen entered the hall, fortunately, he was talking about the bride, the gown, the, the gown of the bride. <laughs> so he say, You see, we have beautiful gowns. <laughs> when you see them, you cannot say no to it. And he started talking about fashion. <laughs> it's amazing. 
until he was there and he had to baptize people in his hotel room the sink he has to use it for baptism pool and people were and the, the hotel attendants were wondering what who is this guy like everybody's looking for him there was revival everywhere there was a queue in the hotel waiting for to see him one-on-one because he can't come out and say i'm preaching so they were like oh these are business partners so if you are going you have to dress like a businessman and then some people drive like a businessman go inside and they come out wet and they don't understand can you imagine we are talking about serving the lord in tribulation you understand serving the lord in tribulation john is saying that he's your brother in tribulation he was actually isolated in patmos you are in akimoda and you're complaining one of the things I celebrate the Lord Jesus for is that the contentment he's given me being here. Hallelujah. There's no urge to run away or something. No. I'm happy that he sent me here and he sent me here to a specific group of people of which you are one of them. Yes. And for your sake we are here. Hallelujah. Is I John who also am your brother? brother and companion in tribulation in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in our, that is called Patmos, or an island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And in the midst of all this, so to be beaten, crushed for preaching the word of God, stoned, put in uh, hot oil, try to fry John. This whole thing didn't work. And they carried this guy, went to throw him on that island. And whilst he was there, and that is the challenge for me, whilst John was there with the wounds and everything, and the torture, the next verse says that, I was in the spirit. He was able to swish without concentrating on the wounds. He was able to swish without thinking about why has God abandoned me? Why me alone? He was able to switch without saying that, okay, fine, it is time to rest. He was able to switch and get into the spirit. He said, I was in the spirit on the last day and heard behind me great voice as of a trumpet. He was in the spirit on the last day and if we talk about the last day, I don't want to be going too much into because this, this is not my main message today. It's talking about Sunday. He was in the spirit on Sunday. Some of you, you come into to church, into the you are not in Patmos, you are you are in KMC. You are in you are sitting under a fan. Some of you can even be in an air-conditioned church and you'll be sleeping. You'll be sleeping, you'll be gossiping, you'll be of feeling offended. You are rather permitting things of Satan to take hold of you. Things of the flesh to take hold of you. Even whilst you are in an atmosphere which suggests that you should be spiritual. And that is a serious matter. He said, what can separate us from the love of God? Is it tribulation? Pestilence? Famine? What can separate us? He said, he spoke about things to come, things present. And spoke about blessings and curses. 
There are some of you, when you get blessed today, when you get promotion today, you, we will not see you in church. Because of promotion, you will never do if you have quiet time again. What can separate us? John was in tribulation, yet in the spirit. Yet in the spirit. As you are sitting here, are you in the spirit at all? Beloved, this is a serious issue. He said when he was in the spirit, he heard behind him a great voice. The Bible says that you shall hear a voice behind thee. Stop. This is the way. You can never be in the spirit and lack the voice of God. The Bible says that the voice of God is spiritual and we discern it. In the realm of the spirit, the voice of God is loud. Loud. So he heard it behind him. Now before you can see in the spirit, you must be an expert in hearing. Because what you cannot hear, even if it is passing, you will not see. So usually, God trains our ears before he enables our eyes. So the Bible says that, and without faith, it is impossible. The word is what? Impossible. And what is faith? It cometh by what? So God trains our ears to hear before he enables our eyes to see. So Habakkuk said that I will stand upon my watch. He's looking to see. I will stand upon my watch. But first, before he sees, he said to see what he will say. So he's saying, but when he says it, I hear, I will see. I will see. Child of God, I cannot believe for you. Child of God, I cannot believe for you. And if I cannot believe for you, I can't see for you. Anybody who doesn't have a hearing ear for the spirit, no matter how a prophet tells you what he has seen about you, it will mean nothing to you. I'm telling you the truth. You will only celebrate the prophecy without seeing the result of the prophecy. Oh, me cry. Come, say that, me let me break it through. Oh, me, 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 Let's continue. Let's continue. I, I don't want to spend too much time here. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. The Bible makes us understand that the voices of the voice of God is not like a trumpet. Though. The voice of angels are like a trumpet. But the voice of God is like ra- many rushing water. Revo. 
like you have gone to you have gone to a, a deep valley and you are shouting amen he says saying what was the voice he said i am alpha and omega the first and the last and the last and what thou seest write in the book and send it unto the seven churches which now if you look at it realize that he heard and now he says he's recommended that what you will see now the lord is telling him what you will see but earlier on he heard a voice i say if you can't hear you can't see and he said write what you will see in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in asia and i add minor what are the churches unto ephesus and unto simna and unto pegamos and unto thyatira and unto sardis unto philadelphia and unto laodicea these are the seven churches that god recommended that john should write this letters to the question i'm asking is that were there only seven churches what about the church in rome what about the church which was in jerusalem so why this church why this church we knew about certain churches in certain houses macedonia why this church we knew that paul went to establish a church there why just the seven let's continue please and i turned to see the voice that spoke with me and being turned i saw seven golden candle sticks and you see i have told you that the book of revelation is actually written in what quotes and everything has what it stands for he said when he turned to see the voice that spoke with him and being turned he said he saw seven golden candlesticks and what was happening to these seven golden candlesticks he said and in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks one like unto the son of man clothed with the garment down to the foot and get about the paps with a golden word ghetto what is the seven golden candlesticks the seven golden candlesticks are just the seven churches the bible says that you are the, the light of the world the church is the light of the world so before jesus christ the church stands as a what a candlestick which blazes the, our manifestation of the christ actually lights the world amen our manifestation of the christ in us the bible says christ in us is the hope of what the glory he lights up the, we light up the world so we come to akimoda and you see when we talk about the church we are talking about the called out ones so if there are two or one person at a place who is a called out one he is enough to be called what the church and he is enough to represent the, the church full of the holy ghost if we are two three four thousand we are enough to represent the church. Hallelujah. And the one that walked among the seven candlesticks, he said, he's like unto the Son of Man, 
clothed with garments. So he said when he looked, he saw the seven candlesticks and saw a man walking among the seven candlesticks. What, which means that Jesus goes on supervision. He goes on inspection. Jesus was walking among the seven golden sticks. As we are here, I'm sure he may have come to walk around. Jesus sometimes come to stand here to watch you, to watch me. Jesus come to check up whether the impartation of the gift he gave you is really, really working. Sometimes Jesus come to check if you are in church and you came earlier or you were late. He comes to check and weigh you. When he comes with a blazing fire in his eyes, he comes to check your love level. Because in the realm of the spirit, your love is gold. Your love is the highest commodity in the realm of the spirit. And it is tested by fire. And it is purified by fire. And justified by fire. Authenticated by fire. He may not, he may not expect you to love him first. But he may expect to res- you to respond to his love. For he first loved us. We love him for he first knew what? Loved us. But the proof of that love, he, wants to, he, he, he sees it or he is able to know it by how you express towards your brothers. He said, because you didn't do it for this once, you didn't do it for me. Are you following something here? And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one unto the son of man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and get about the paths with a golden ghetto. Let's run. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as flame of what? Fire. Ah, Jesus. His eyes, flame of fire. His hair is like as white as wool. It's not, it's not gray hair. It's as white. Gray hair is gray. It's as white as what? As wool. Yeah. I've seen an angel with a golden hair before. Golden hair. Golden hair. And he said, and his, please back, 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 back. And his eyes were as a flame of what? Fire. Why? This is, you see, the litmus test is done from here. When Jesus looks at you, he sees into you. When Jesus looks at you, he's able to read your mind. Whether as you sit there, what you think, your motives. So David says something. He said, let the meditations of my heart be acceptable in their sight. The Bible says when God looked at the people, he saw that the imaginations and the intention of the people are corrupted. How did he do that? He has eyes of fire. It's a laser eye that is able to penetrate and to see every nook and cranny. He's able to judge between the cells. Didn't you read it? He said his word is, has the power to separate between what? Bone and what? Marrow. He's able to separate between the soul and the what? The spirit. One of the difficult things to be able to tell is what is the soul and what is the spirit. You can do something and you think you are doing it by your soul. I mean by your spirit. You can sing a song and everybody's crying and you think you are doing it by the spirit only to be, realize that it is being done by the soul. But the word of God has the power to separate. And who is the word of God? Jesus is the word of God. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He became flesh, dwelt among us. We beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father. Jesus is the word of God. He's able to tell 
the state of a little cell in your system. He knows it. He knows the number of hair on your head. He knows which of all this hair is labeled number one. And he knows the one that is labeled number 101. He can go there and pick, pick it out and show you. He's so concerned. You see, one thing about one thing you must know about Jesus is that his love is not just towards you. It's, it's completely about you. Jesus loves every fiber, every cell, every organ, every atom, everything that concerns you. He's so concerned about it to the extent that when coronavirus enters your system, what coronavirus does that? It shifts your, the arrangement of your, uh, your physiotherapy, whatever, whatever. They have a name for it. He just disorganizes certain things and makes your body uncomfortable. But Jesus has the power to rearrange it. He knows how to rearrange it and put it in place. Yes. Instead of the virus getting you uncomfortable, your system rather gets the, your, your, the virus what? Uncomfortable. So they call it antibodies. So your body is building antibodies against whatever. Your immune system is strong. Sometimes it's called grace. It's not the immune system grace. <laughs> the son of man went to catch HIV. And whilst we were in the house one day, I just got angry, holy. A holy anger entered me. I took communion and called him, come. Everything, so drink it. I'm not saying this for you to think that I'm powerful. That's why I don't boast with these things. Now when I gave it to him, he went back to the a hospital in Accra to check. The same hospital that he was declared HIV. He went to check. He checked twice. And they said, there's nothing. Why is he here? And then he changed the hospital. And went to Nyaho, Nyaho Clinic. And checked. At least, we all know Nyaho Clinic. And they said, he doesn't have the virus. What did Jesus do? He rearranged He rearranged. He cleared the various. Yeah. He cleared the various. When he enters a place, he makes the place conducive for himself. That's one thing about him. He said his head and his hair. Let's, let's continue with verse 15. You have a long way to go. And his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burn in the furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. Let's roll, let's roll. And he had in his right hand, let's look at it very carefully. He had in his right hand the what? The seven stars. Now, you see, if you are man of God, no matter whatever happens to you in life, never get sad. Do you know where you are? You are in the right hand of God. He had in his right hand the seven stars. What are the seven stars? These are the men that represented the seven churches. The leaders of the seven churches. The star represents the angel. And mind you, if John is writing a letter to an angel, then he should be a spirit writing to a spirit. But if he wrote, if the, the, the instruction came from the spirit realm, that writes and sends it to the angels of the seven churches. Ah, Jesus, if you are sending an angel, somebody to angels, you must send an angel to an angel. So he sent John. It means that the letters were not being delivered to spiritual entities, 
but human entity that are representing spiritual positions. So the stars here, when the Bible talks about stars, he's talking about the angels of God. But you see, the stars here is a coded message representing the word angel means messengers, the messengers of God. So the stars here is representing the messengers of God to the seven churches. And the Bible says that Jesus is the one that holds what? The seven stars. The pastors, the men of God. Those that are leading the church. He said Jesus holds them in his right hand. He holds them. This is why you must be careful when you are dealing with men of God. Because sometimes we don't even know where we are. We don't know where we are, but we are held by his right hand. We are held by his right hand. Ah, didn't you read it? He said, when you go through fire, I'll be there with you. So the presence of fire does not depict his absence. Rather, it should remind you of his presence. So whatever we go through, if we are not, you see, we have not been called to be eliminated from suffering and challenges. We have been called to challenge challenges. So what all men feel is going to finish us. Rather, we thrive. We thrive. Libra we flourish in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, when a tree is cut, it has hope that at the scent of water. <laughs> and he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And I told you that the word of God is sharp-edged sword. To a sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. That means that when you try to look at Jesus, you cannot. Even the sun, if you lift your eye to look at it, you can see it. You can see it. He told Moses, he said, You can't see me, you can't look at me. You can't look at me, you can't look at me. No, 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 no. Even Moses looking at the back of God, this side of God, eh? In the flash, pew. when he descended from the mountain, people could just look at even Moses' face. They had to veil his face. They have to veil his face. The Bible says that when Jesus appears, he's like the sun in its strongest apace. So you can All you do is like that. You can't, you can't, you can't. That's why I was telling the other time that you need to go through paradise. The paradise of God to be updated. To be able to absorb the glory that that emanates from him. Hallelujah. This is, you see, if you carry this body, if he allows you to carry this body to heaven, you will burn at his appearance. That is why the Bible says we shall be changed. We shall be changed. We need a certain celestial body. This terrestrial body cannot hold us. We need a certain, and even the celestial body, the truth of the matter is the man of God. We have grades. We have great. The truth is that the, the I don't want to use the word the quality, but the most permit me to use the word quality. The quality of your body will be dependent on how much Christ you were able to contain in your system. When you appear, you see the brilliance of your body will tell a lot of things in heaven. Whether you lived a certain life that portrayed Jesus. So in heaven, you don't explain things. When we see your dress, the spots in your dress, we can tell. We will see it. We can tell. 
the purity of the dress that you'll be carrying will tell how much holiness you were able to put on. So we don't, you don't need to explain. Because in heaven, if it before you think, we know your thoughts. There is no secret. Every, every secret in heaven belongs to God. Every secret in heaven belongs to God. Yes. Why do you think the Bible talks about the obination of teeth and all those things? You'll be surprised that the things you think you have hidden are. A man went to heaven and he was amazed though. When he got to heaven, he saw a little boy running to him. And he asked him, who are you? And the angel said, this is the baby you aborted. Are you ready for Revelation? Are, are you ready? Are you ready for this one? You will be shocked. You see, some of you, Jesus will come to you and say, How is your servant, your servant born? And say, Oh, I have, I have only three children. You say, Who told you? <laughs> You'll be surprised. May the Lord help us. You see, this is why we are supposed to be in this meeting. Because how can we know these things if there's no, there's no teacher? This is why. Many years ago, the devil fought the altar. But now the altar has triumphed. And he's fighting the pew. So he's making sure that people do not come and sit down to be taught. When the people, the men of God are ready to teach. That's why you have to do everything to invite people, to push people to church, to make sure, because you'll be surprised. A man died and went to heaven. Uh, uh, what's the name? Sunika Sode was in heaven. And whilst he was in heaven, he saw a soul come to heaven. And when the soul got to heaven, the way the guy was jumping, jumping, Sunika Sode was like, ah, why this one? Why is he overexcited? Why? And one angel came to Sunika Sode and said, look, when he was in the hospital about to die, a man was preaching the gospel. He said, Five minutes to what's five minutes? Said less than one minute to his death. The man prayed the sinner's prayer and the guy prayed it. And he died. And he opened his eye and he found himself in heaven. <laughs> so the guy realized that he has escaped by a tiny and he was jumping. Go look for that book and read. Paradise the Holy City. If you read it and your life is still the same, I don't think you go to heaven. No, I, I, I don't know what I don't know what you have to do to you again. It's amazing. You will see the reality. If you are a Bible student, you also see the reality that are in the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So you must help because somebody will be delivered by your invitation. Somebody will be delivered by your invitation. Some of you can be here and somebody can call you. Can you please come around the uh, um, radio? And all you are going to do is to fornicate radio. But you, and you see, you, the, 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 the fear cries that you are going to fornicate radio and you are sitting in the car and you are not afraid of accident. And I get surprised at you. And the Bible says that and you, you are the one to make a crowd. (laughs) 
this scripture has worked on me before. <laughs> that God hates <laughs> the legs that hurry to sin. I was coming to bless somebody here. Then I was staying here. I mentioned the name of the person has come to bless. When I got here, the scripture came. I hate them. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> Hallelujah. May the Lord help us. May Jesus help us. He said, and he had in his right hand the seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Verse 17, let's roll, please. And when I saw him, he said, when I saw John said that when he saw him, he said, I fell at his feet as dead. I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me. He lay his right hand upon you. And may Jesus lay his right hand upon you. Some of you, one day you'll be there, you'll come and touch your shoulders. And you will tell you, realize that it's your Lord. <sighs> How beautiful it will be. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first. And the last, why did he? Why did he introduce himself like that? Fear not. First introduction, he said, I am the what? The first and the last. <laughs> I am the, I began the whole thing and I'm about to conclude it. I am the first. This kind of fear he's talking about, it's not a fear that would cause you to run from his presence. You, when you see Jesus, you'll be, you'll be so terrified that you, you will realize you can't run from him. I have a dog in my house and when the dog misbehaves and I want to beat the dog, it runs to me. You say, ah. The moment I want to beat the dog, you, ah, ah, then you come to me. Say, how me? <laughs> but still it wants to come to me. I don't know. Right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. So he fell down in his presence. Motionless. Motionless. The Lord going to lay his hands. He will deliver you from every fear. Amen. I say he will deliver you from every fear. Amen. The fear of premature death. Amen. He will deliver you Amen. by a touch Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. What has been terrifying you? What has been the problem? He knows how to bring you out. He said, I am the first and the last. Your pastor John said, there is, you don't have any reason to fear. Now, one of the things I want you to understand with this, uh, 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 what do you call it, exposition that we are doing it at. Anytime you see the Lord Jesus introducing himself, any way he introduces himself, it means that he wants to counter a certain weakness or a challenge with the church or with you. So he introduced himself as the first and the last because John was afraid. John was afraid. He was telling John, I am the conclusion. I'm the beginning and I'm the end. The beginning and the end is not the same as the first and last. That's another thing I want you all to, to understand. And we'll be explaining all those things. The beginning and the end is not the same as what? The first and the last. Because there can be a first ending. I said there can be a what? A first ending. 
Okay, verse 18. <clears throat> I am he that liveth. <laughs> is I'm alive. He's alive. Amen. He's alive. Jesus is alive. Forever. He's alive. He's alive. Oh, he's alive. Jesus is alive. Forever. Every Christian who is not passionate or excited about the liveliness of God or Jesus Christ is someone who doesn't understand and does not know how to operate power. Because our redemption was in his death. But our exhortation and authority is in his resurrection. So anytime you hear he's alive, that is the hope. That is our, our main. The Bible said that if he died and never rose again, would have been the most useless people. Most useless people. That means that indirectly, the Bible is trying to tell us that any religion that believes in a dead person is a very useless religion. He didn't mention everybody. Jesus is an intelligent person. He didn't mention anybody's name. He didn't mention anybody's name. So we are, we, we are not useless because we believe in a man or a, a, an, a deity which is alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's living. He's alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. I said, Jesus is alive. We are not, we are not saying something to do. Jesus is alive. He's alive. He's alive. He has been the center of controversy over the years. Every single day, every minute, every second, he has been the center of controversy. The whole world is contending. They don't contend. We have many religions around, but they don't fight among themselves. But they can all come together and fight Christianity. Why? He is alive. Hardly will you hear Hare Krishna fighting Muslims and do this. You can see a lot of things. Many, 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 many uh, religions. Can you imagine the whole United Nations can sit down and take counsel on Christianity and not Islam <laughs> and not Hare Krishna and not Buddhism? He's alive. I say he's alive. Yeah. One day they'll be having meetings and taking decisions on him and he'll walk in. He'll walk in there. Jesus will walk in there. Oh, he's able to do a Sydney abundantly. Above what we can ask or think of. He's alive and was dead. The word is past tense. He was dead. But you know something? He always defined himself of his present state. So the Bible will tell you that he is and he was and is to come. <laughs> so first of all, it tells you about the present. Then it takes you to the past and then brings you to the future. So he said he is alive. Presently he's what? Alive. And he was. What is he trying to tell you? What he's trying to tell you is that you are redeemed already and because he's alive, you have authority. So he's telling you, hey, man of authority, you are redeemed, you are redeemed, you are redeemed, you are saved. You are saved. You are not the same again. You are redeemed. The moment you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are redeemed. You are no longer in the past. You have left Calvary. Now you are enthroned. Many a times we are more conscious about Calvary. It's good to sing songs about Calvary in appreciation to him. 
But we have left there. We have left there. In fact, how many, he didn't spend a day on Cabrio. He was taken off, even physically he was taken off from there and was buried. So sometimes we can be so concentrating on, um, you see, when we begin to talk about the cross, we are really ridiculing Satan. And we are really letting Satan, we are reminding Satan of his lost. And you are reminding him of how useless he has been and how failed he has failed. And you make him get more crazy because he realized he can't do anything about it. It's done. Not about to be done. It's done. It's done. He can't do anything about it. Now look at what he said on top. He said, behold, I am alive forevermore. Then he said, amen. And have the keys of hell. And of what? And of death. He has the keys of hell and of death. What it means is that whatever can get you into and out of it is in his hands. It's in his hands. Hallelujah. When we talk about death, we are not talking about lying down motionless. No. Sickness is death. Poverty is a a, 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 a daughter of death. Frustration, disappointment. Hallelujah. And death is death itself is death. Now, one of the worst things, okay, that can happen to you is the termination of your body, the shutting down of your body. That is physical death. Physical death. Now, the reason why you should be worried, okay, when you die, is because you will not have the opportunity to be better. But when you are alive, that is why you lift your hands and thank him. You lift your hands and bless him. Because you have remembered I'm alive. What it means is that I have opportunity to rectify whatever I did wrong yesterday. The dead doesn't have that opportunity. What it means is that I have opportunity to be improved or to improve what I did and didn't do well. I was supposed to laugh and I didn't laugh. Rather, I offended. Let me now laugh. If I offended, let me walk to her and tell her, LB, I'm sorry I did this to you. I love you. Please forgive me. And this is what a living person can do, but the dead cannot do. That is why you should cherish life. You should cherish life. Why did Jesus tell us that if you believe in me, the works I did, he said you will do more than I did. Why? One of the reasons is that he lived 33 years, but we, some of us, even as I stand here, we are more than 33 years. So if he used three years to do all that he did, man of God, and you are 40, it means you should be able to do more than he has done. Because time has served you the opportunity to express more. Unfortunately, we have filled the time with foolishness. David said, teach me how to number my days. That I may apply my heart to what? Wisdom. 
teach me how to number my days. So who is man that you are so mindful of? His days are, are but just a 70. We have to be conscious of certain things. So that it will raise certain agency in us. When you walk on the street and you are walking about, people should see that, no, this guy is about something. This guy is about something. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Right. Then he said, I am he that liveth. Okay. Okay, let's roll on 19. He said, write, write the things which thou hast seen. Now, I want you to take notice of it. You know, in chapter, chapter, just in chapter 1, I think Jesus had mentioned about three times and said to John, write. And this statement is so important. Why intermittently, why did Jesus intermittently keep telling John, write. He will speak and show him things. He said, write. He said, write the things which thou hast seen. First he said, write the things you have heard. And now he said, write the things you have seen. And then he said, write the things you have seen, the past ones. What it means is that John entered into ourness and was taken aback and forgot he had a pen and a paper. So Jesus had to prompt him, chairman, chairman, write, write, you write, I'm showing you more. Write, you are writing a letter to the church, write. He had to prompt him. Beloved, can I tell you something? Many wild things can let you even forget yourself. And one of the worst things that can happen to you is forgetfulness. Enter into forgetfulness. If anybody that forgets easily backslides. So Jesus said that remember the point from where you are, for, you are falling. That means that you forgot. So he's telling you, remember. Are you getting it? That is why when you come to church, you must write. Oh. Jesus expects us to write. Just in chapter 1, he has said it three times. He expects us to what? Write. So I feel sorry for those of you who come to church and you are just there and you don't care and if as nothing is at stake. You must write. Why? Because a short pencil is better than a long memory. No matter how much you think you can remember. Beloved, I have to let you know that as you grow, the ability to remember begins to shrink. The only way to stir it up is to go to revise. Go and do what? Revise. And then you stir it up once again. Hallelujah. So he told John, he said, write these things which thou hast seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. So Jesus said that. I've already said certain things. And you see, apart from the thing Jesus was saying, John was also seeing certain things. Jesus was telling John, I am the first and the last. Jesus was telling John that I hold the keys of death and grave and hell in my hand. Jesus was saying many things to John, but John was also seeing many things. He said, I saw him, his eyes were like fire. He said, write the things which you have heard, write them. And the ones you saw, write them. Learn to write your visions and your preachings. Learn to write your dreams. One day you need them to refer. Verse number 20. The mystery of the seven stars. Now watch this. I've explained this already. Which thou saw in my right hand. 
So he saw the seven stars in his right hand. Let's see, what is the seven stars in his right hand? And the seven golden candlesticks. I've already explained that. He said the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. I told you. And I've told you that the angels of the seven churches are the seven, the men of God that lead the church. Then he said, and the seven candlesticks which thou saw are the seven churches. And I told you that. Let's go to chapter 2. How many minutes do I have? Six minutes. Okay. Whatever I do, I get to, I stop. He said, unto the, the angel of the church of Ephesus, right? So he said, now, I'm going to tell you. Now, you know that church, <clears throat> the church of Ephesus, right to the pastor, the man of God, right, go tell him. These things says he that holded the seven stars in his right hand who walked in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. What Jesus is trying to tell John is that tell the pastor that I am always in the service. And in his prayer room I'm there. When he's doing his quiet time I'm there. Tell him that he's in my right hand. I hold him. I know him. Tell him that when it is worship time, I'm always there. I am in the church. He said, I walk among the seven golden, uh, golden candlesticks. I walk there. So don't think that you do service or you, 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 are, you are without him. The Bible says that wherever two or three are gathered, he is what? He's there. So right now, Jesus is here. But we've gathered not in the name of Akufuado, but we've gathered in the name of Jesus. That is why you must learn to pray anytime you, you and your brother meet, uh, somebody comes to visit you in the house. Pray and declare, I declare this meeting in the name of Jesus. So that Satan does not take over. If you have visited me or you have been around me and I'm praying, you can hear that I declare this meeting in the name of Jesus. I declare this meeting in the name of Jesus. I declare this meeting in the name of Jesus. I'm, we are meeting in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. And there's the need for open prayer. It's not let's pray. Lord, declare. Be specific. Study the word. Know what to do. Don't just do things because some people are doing it. Do you understand what you are doing and why you are doing it? I don't understand why people pray. I see, I've seen you praying and with... What's the name of that thing? That cloth, prayer mantle. Yeah, yeah. I've not used it before. I don't understand. I'm not condemning it to. I don't understand. I don't understand. That's why I don't do it. If if I understand it and I know there's something in there for me, I'll do it. But some of us, we may be doing it because we saw somebody doing it. No. Sometimes I go. I wanted to buy one. I asked myself, Ah, what will I use it for? Maybe I'm the bear blanket. <laughs> So maybe I have to come to you for that. Explain to me. Oh, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus is in the church. Beloved, the church is for him. The church is for him. He bought the church. He paid for it. And he birthed forth the church. The church is his. Jesus is the Lord of KMC. And he's the owner of the church. He's the Lord of this place. The church is for him. He brought you forth. He brought you forth. He bought me and brought me. 
Jesus owes us. Jesus owes us. I said, Jesus does what? He owes us. So he said, unto the church of the, 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 the angel of the church of Ephesus, write these things. Says he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Man of God, God is holding you accountable. We men of God, God is holding you accountable. We assign you an assignment. He is holding you accountable. Your senior pastor appointed to take care of the intercession department. He will hold you accountable. He holds you in his right hand. There's no temptation. Who is not coming to man? Even if it is not, you make a way of what? Escape. Oh, I can't do it. I don't know how to do No, 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 no. You can't say that. You can't say that. Has he died before? But he came to die. Why do you want to know how to do it before you start doing it? Do it and you know how to do it. Have I been a pastor before? No. But I'm doing it. Say, I'll do it. Because the Lord enables me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, the first question I want to ask is that. Why would Jesus select only seven churches? I've already explained it last week. And told you that the number seven is divine perfection. Is that not it? It's divine what? Perfection. And, <laughs> thank you Holy Spirit. So to select seven churches meant that I wrote something here. Though Jesus was speaking to certain individual churches, and we know he was speaking to Ephesus, Seminar, Pytharia, Laodicea, blah, 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 Philadelphia. He also considered these seven churches as perfect for the sample representation of the condition of the universal church at large at various dispensations. So you realize that the church was begotten on the day of Pentecost. The church, now let me, let me, let me explain something better. Let me explain something better. The church was not actually begotten on the day of Pentecost. The church was <laughs> the church was formed and created. The church was created and it was formed on the day of his resurrection. But he breathed in, in the day of Pentecost. The Bible says he formed man and he breathed into him and man became what? A living soul. But when he breathed into the church, the church became what? A life-giving spirit. So he selected the seven to represent the condition dispensationally of the seven churches. Or of the churches in dispensation. Number two, denominational churches to, to tell us that when you enter into KMC, this is how they look. When you go to Methodist, this is how they look. In fact, the condition with assemblies is like this. So by the time we finish the seven churches, you will see where your church is. 
and you see where you as an individual you stand. He also selected it to represent the individual believer. The sample was perfect enough to represent every single thing that he intended to say. Hallelujah. Let me quickly run through this. Now, when you look into church history, you realize that Ephesus actually represented the first century right after Pentecost. Now, when right after Pentecost, the church grew very powerful. The church grew very powerful, anointed. But it got to a certain point, the church became systematic. And they lost their first love. They lost their love. They were sound in doctrine. They understood the word so well. They did the things they did by any other reason, but not by the love of God. They never did it for the Lord in love. They never did it for the Lord. You can do something that will advance the kingdom, yet it will not be by the Lord or in love towards God. When I ask the Lord what names fits you then he said yeah then I ask the Lord what name fits you and he said, you may mount up the stage, man of God, and preach the way. And we may be standing, but you are only preaching to look better than me. You are only preaching to look better than me. You are only preaching because your wife, your wife told you in the bedroom that and you are preaching because you want to impress her. The Bible said, God is not unfaithful to forget our labor of what? That means we can labor by not love, but there is the dimension of labor that is motivated by love. Did you come to church because you love him? Or because pastor sent you a message? At least I sent everybody a message here. Isn't it? Did you come to church because you love him? Or because you want to meet your fiancé? Did you come to church because you love him? Because you have a responsibility as a praise and worship leader? It may be a, it may be a labor of loyalty, but not of love. I just want to be present because if I don't go, they will talk. They will talk. Beloved, what God wants from us is love. Can I tell you something? The foundation of our redemption is upon love. For God so loved the world that he gave. His only begotten son that whosoever. So it is not about whether you finished tech or you finished legal. Or you were able to go to school or you were not able to go to school. It has nothing to do with that whether you were born by a rich man or a poor man. Whether you were white or a black or a, a Spanish or Italiano. He said whosoever will be able to believe in him. 
has qualified not to perish but have eternal life. So the foundation of our redemption is upon what? So all we know when we are saved is that we are saved by love. We are saved by love. And we, we are able to love him because he first did what? Loved us. So we stay back and we think about how he saved us, how he delivered us. Beloved, do you know what we call eternal damnation? When I have finished teaching and you begin to see how it would have been if you had not been saved, you would love God more. You will love him more. When you understand what it means to, to be condemned to hell and never have the chance to come back. When we talk about hell, let, can I tell you something? When we talk about hell, the pain is not in the fire. The pain is in the absence of God. What made Jesus cry, my God, my God, why had thou forsaken me? Was not because he was going to hell, but because he missed the Father's presence. That's the pain. Because the stabilizer of all things is the Lord, I mean the Father's presence. He stabilizes everything. He, he controls everything. He manages everything. But in hell, he will absent himself. The extremes of pains, you will feel it. It will be there. The extremes of darkness, you will feel it. The extremes of terror, you will feel it. But beloved, he came through to save you. He died for you. Do you know what it means to be called and said, "Hey, a son said, what what to appoint him?" Do you know what it means? For you to be told you are condemned for life forever. You, 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 can't, you can't say anything. You can't repent. Do you know what it means? I'll be able to finish the church of Ephesus, but I can't do that because of time. So, to the angel of the church of Ephesus, write these things. Says he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Then he said in the verse 2, He said, I know thy works. Why wouldn't he know? He was in church, he was with us during our quiet time. Hey, girl, let me tell you something. He doesn't only come to church, you are church enough for him to be with. You are church enough for him to be with. So he's always with you. He's always with you. He said, I know your works. I've already told you that these seven churches represent seven dispensations. I was about to teach on the dispensations, but I just want to hold on. Maybe when we come out next week, I'll talk about them. But let me just do some few explanations here. Why would he ask us to seek him first? You see, if it's love, it will always be first. The Bible says there are three that bears witness. Then he said what? He said what? He said what? Hope, faith. 
Then he said, love. Even when it comes to the operation of spiritual gifts, man of God, he said, let me teach you the most excellent way. Then he said, love. You want to prophesy. That means that man of God, we can prophesy without love. He said, crave for the most excellent gift or the most powerful gift. He said, crave, crave for it. Then he said, but I won't leave you like that. Let me teach you the most excellent way to use to have those gifts and to operate those gifts. Then he said, love. Love. Charity. Charity. that day, someone said, we casted devils in your name. And said, he would look at them and tell them, say, I don't know you. How were they able to cast? And the devil casted. It is time for us to weigh ourselves in the balances. For he that judges himself, shall of himself need no judgment. It is time for you to sit down and read into yourself. No one knoweth you better than the spirit that is in you. He said, likewise, the spirit of God. He searches the deep things of God. So your spirit has the ability to tell you, hey, justice, where did I walk born? At the end, who did say, yes, sir? Who's who you have seen? Sometimes we are compelled by the crowd or by certain move we want to see to, to, to frame certain visions which we know we never saw. It wasn't even a dream. It wasn't even a dream. You constructed it out of your mind. You preached out of selfishness because you want fame. Why are you posting that testimony on Facebook so that they may know you? Paul is saying that I may know him. You, you want to be known. Most people are craving to know the Lord. You are looking for fame. You are looking for name. You are looking for name. He's with you. Say, I know your works. I know your works. And that is a whole message. The works of the believer. It's a whole message. It's a whole message. The Bible says, the days are declared for on that day. He said, all things shall go through what? Fire. And what is the fire we are looking at? We are looking at the fire that projects from his eyes. He will look at your prayer. He will look at your praise. He will look at your giving in the church. He will look at the way you went to school, how you spoke. He will look at it. And whilst he's looking at it, his eyes is, is, is burning. And if truly, truly you, you spoke the word you spoke to your wife in love, it will brighten up, it will shine. If you spoke the word you spoke to your, 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 your pastor in love, it will brighten up. If you give that offering out of love, it will brighten up. But if you did it, that people will know that today you to have 50 Ghana and you want to give an offering of 50 Ghana, it will burn. Because that is the works of men. And the works of men represent wood. In the realm of the spirit, the work of men represent wood. A blessing. And it's upon the works we will be rewarded and awarded. Beloved, when you are saved, you are saved to have access to heaven. But your joy in heaven 
will be dependent on what you did with the salvation you had. He gave you 12 years to live. He doesn't care. To whom much is given, much more is required. God is a good mathematician. He knows how to strike percentages. So he will strike. Okay, or get it born again. Three years time, we So your whole life, from your birthday to your death day, is 100%, yet it is three years. So the 100%, he will use the three years to, to connect with the works you did and strike the percentage and see whether you score 80 or 90 or 50 or 5. Some of you have not yet started. Hey, do you know that to, he said it in the book of Mark? As many as believe in my name, they shall cast a devil. Have you casted your first devil? Have you believed in the Lord Jesus? Have you cast out the first devil? Have you started yet? I believe this is a revival service. Have you started yet? Some of us, we are rather creating devils. We are rather creating devils. We are rather stirring issues. We are rather becoming the point of confusion. We are the reason why church is not growing. In my name, they shall cast out devils. First devil must be casted from you. Am I saying something very important here? Don't take it for granted. Beloved, it is not a story I'm telling you. It's a reality. This is going to just happen. Just like that. Now listen to me. One of the ways God expresses grace and mercy begins where you hear the truth. The Bible says grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The point from where you heard what you never, you never knew or never understood. It was the point where a new grace began. A new mercy word began. The Bible says that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never comes to an end. He said they are new every morning. So your morning is the beginning. Every morning represents the beginning. So if you didn't know that uh, giving or fighting is a way to bless it, and you go to a church and they preach on tithing, it was a season of God's mercy for a new beginning for you. If you fail to take advantage of it, you will not enjoy the grace of God. To some of you, this message I'm preaching, telling you, you never knew that this life that you have, that you are saying plus one, everybody celebrate with me, and you go and take pictures, and you do like that, and you do like this, and you do like that. You never showed a soul. Recently, I sent a picture to a guy who came to my office and accepted, Muslim, he accepted Christ. We knelt down, we prayed. I held his hand, we prayed, and I sent a picture to him. I didn't go to put it on Facebook. I sent it to him because I realized that the guy's Christian life has become some way. When I sent it to him, he sent me emoji with tears. Some pictures with the pen. Some of you, the pictures you even put there, it portrays last. It's a mark on a bone. Your birthday was the day you fornicated. He gave you opportunity to live again. But look at how you began it. Grace 
opportunity to preach tonight if this is the last preaching I'm preaching I must make sure that every statement is received from his lips and I presented it as it is without any fear or favor say me do heavy let me trash you cry say you believe message because me share share bible na some of us can dress to kill just to, for a man to fall in love with us. Ah, the same way we can also dress to get people's attention. To love the Lord. Ah, sister Menichan is so modest. Charlie, this brother, the guy is cute. Can you see a cute brother? Wash, wash, neat. Will be any woman. Your memory will be any woman. You're supposed to cry the Bible on phobia. A bear falls soon when you're chakra. Sorry, because why do you say a bear fall in love? Then by the time you arrive in church, you are falling in love with Jesus. It's powerful. That one we call it come and see. Those brothers, we call them what? Come and see. Want to know his secret? Follow me. Come and see. It's appointed unto man to die once. You die twice. And I like it that the Bible qualified it once. He would have said it's appointed unto man to die. And after death, he said it's appointed unto man to die once. If you think you have two deaths, I'm sorry. Once. It would be is appointed unto man to die once. After death, what? Judgment. The wisdom is that we don't know when. So we must live, live with this consciousness that I don't know when. It can be now. It can be now. It can be now. It is more wiser to know that today is the last, or to make your mind that today is the last day and I'm living my best for him. Praise the Lord. Let me end here. I want you to close your eyes. Close your eyes. Pray for yourself. I don't know what you heard, but whatever you prayed, I believe that it is it will be wiser to pray for the mercies of God upon your life. And tell God, God, show me mercy. Lord, show me mercy. Show me mercy. I want to see this word of God alive in me. I help me never to forget which that which has been preached right now. Lord, help me that I will survive in tribulation nothing will change me nothing will shake me i will be spiritual no matter what the bible said that i was in the spirit in the lost day i was in the spirit after being in tribulation 
after being casted onto Patmos, I was in the spirit. You want to pray and tell God, Lord, show me mercy. I have lived some way. I have lived anyhow. But from now onwards, you will enable me. You will empower me. The Bible says that desires of the righteous shall not be cast short. If you are desiring to impress the Lord, if you are desiring to love the Lord, I'm I'm here to let you know that the Lord is ready to show you help, to bring you help, to bring you help. Come on, lift your voice and pray. 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 Don't hit your heart. Don't hit it too hard. Lift your voice and pray. Kata bradwa satele megata. Shetala baba baba kapa kapa kapa. Come on, are you praying? 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 Ligro stabrande kata kata kata. And make sure you are praying by love. Make sure you are praying by love. From today and whatever you are doing, do it by love. Say, Lord, teach me how to love. Teach me. Teach me. Teach me how to love. Teach me how to express your love. Mandele mo kataya kata. The Bible says that and Jesus laid his hands on John. Say, Lord, touch me. Touch me. Lay your hands on me. Lay your hands on me that I may be able to overcome whatever I'm afraid of. Whatever I'm afraid of, that I may be able to overcome the fear of losing in the life, the fear of the future, the fear of not marrying, the fear of whatever. The fear of many things is making us live certain lives which are not appropriate. And we are we are not able, we are not able to resist because we are afraid. But the Lord will touch you and take out the fear. He will take out the fear. He will take out the fear. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. La ba 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 ba, kato bradia koshekete, shende bradia kosta hatala ba ba ba. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe. You can share with your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at KMC Worldwide. For more information, visit kmcworldwide.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.